Welcome to the Financial Coaches Network, a show to help financial coaches build and grow successful coaching businesses by focusing on the three pillars, getting clients, working with clients, and running the business. I'm Garrett Fulbin. Over the first four years as a coach, I grew a successful financial coaching business to over 80K in annual revenue. And I'm Joshua Escalante Troche. As a tenured professor of entrepreneurship and a consultant, during the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business. Welcome back to FCN's podcast. Emily, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about marketing funnels, which is one of those terms that gets bandied around a lot. Oh, you have to have a marketing funnel. And here's a Facebook ad, business ad for I'll help you build a marketing funnel or the marketing funnel is proven to get you millions of clients in 3.2 seconds. And what even is a marketing funnel? And what are we funneling? And how do we make funnels? And yeah, so let's okay. let's start off with I feel like this comes up a lot, but A, what is marketing? Mm -hmm. Broad, broad description. I'll give you 30 seconds. And B, what is a marketing funnel? All right. So marketing are all the activities that the business does in order to satisfy needs of consumers. That's probably the definition that you wanted. So uh, we'll talk about the what is advertising or promotions, which is the communication with consumers. That's generally what people are thinking of when they ask what is marketing. And I realized and, my watch doesn't actually have a second hand, so timing didn't really work. That didn't matter, yeah. That was that was good. I think you're fine. Okay. okay. Um, and so what is a marketing funnel? Uh, it's kind of like the same thing as a customer avatar, which is just a new hip way of describing something that's been around for a long time. So a marketing <laughs> funnel, a, a customer avatar is a target market profile, but from you know back in the day. And a marketing funnel is this amazing thing called an advertising campaign. Oh, hey, I've heard all, of those. <laughs> yeah, it's all a marketing funnel is, is just a newfangled way of saying an advertising campaign. Uh, so that, that's, that's kind of the, the structure of a marketing funnel. Now, I do like the concept of the funnel. And when I teach advertising, I use the terms interchangeably. And it is very helpful for students to understand what a true advertising campaign is rather than what people have the perception of an advertising campaign, which is a bunch of ads that all say similar things or have the same tagline, right? Um, that is not what an advertising campaign is. And oftentimes students gravitate more toward the idea of a funnel, but that's more to do with just them having a bad preconceived definition of what an advertising campaign is. Uh, as opposed to, you know, any reason why the word funnel is better than campaign. Uh, yeah, so that's all a marketing funnel is, is, an, is a campaign, is a specific campaign that's designed to move people from, I have no idea about this, to I'm ready to buy, right? So why did the word, I mean, sometimes the answer is because somebody decided to change it and somehow it's stuck. Why, why is the term marketing funnel become commonly used as opposed to, to advertising campaigns, yeah. which obviously you can't know for sure, but 
Where, or I guess, where did the term marketing funnel come from? That's an easier one to answer. I think that's what I was trying to ask. It just took yeah. a while to get there. So the, the term marketing funnel uh, most likely came from uh, just applying the uh, concept of a sales funnel to the campaign, to the broader marketing thing. Uh, the idea of a sales funnel is relatively simple, which is, and this is a much more, I think, accurate description of a funnel uh, than a marketing funnel is. And that is you have people at different stages of the sales process, right? At the very beginning stage, you have people who have expressed interest in the product, right? Now, this is after the marketing campaign has done its job. And a lot of those people would be a complete waste of a sales representative's time. And so you have a funnel that narrows down the number of people that stay within it. And you kind of move people outside of that funnel um, by basically qualifying them, by getting rid of ones that are not ready, willing, and able to buy. And you have different stages of the funnel. Each stage reduces the number of people that make it to the next. Until ultimately you get to the end of the funnel where you have people who are highly qualified, right? So that's kind of the idea of it. And then, of course, the sales rep's job is to identify the people that are worth moving through that and manage their progress through it, right? So the funnel We take that concept. same idea and we can apply it to a campaign with the idea of we're going to cast a very wide net at the beginning. Now, very wide does not mean we're going to go out to everyone, right? But it's going to be a very wide net at the beginning. And we're going to get a lot of people into the beginning stage of the campaign. Then from there, we can move to the next stage of the campaign. And in that stage of the campaign, uh, we're going to have fewer people move through, right? Fewer people that actually engage to the next level of the campaign. And then the same thing with the next one and the same thing with the next one until you ultimately get to where people are in the case of what most financial coaches would do and what a lot of businesses would do. Uh, you get to the end of what's called the lead generation mm -hmm. portion of it, where now we've generated the leads and now we are handing it off from the advertising funnel or the marketing funnel off to the, um, off to the sales funnel. And lead generation has been a really, really hot topic in the more you know, sophisticated fields of marketing for about two decades now, mm -hmm. where we want more and more of the activities that used to be on the sales side to be done on the marketing side and providing higher quality um, prospects to the sales representatives. And that is... Um, that's where that continuation of that funnel also likely came from, right? The idea of we have a sales funnel, we want to try to extend the sales funnel back into marketing and having the marketing department take over more of it, right? Really the advertising department. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to extend the analogy of the funnel backwards, right? If you will. Mm -hmm. So assuming that you are a solopreneur, like... Mm -hmm the majority of the coaches in the group are or yeah. are working on becoming, whether they consider themselves that yet or not. You don't have a marketing department. You don't have a sales department. You don't have- well, Yes, you do. I mean, you do. You are the sales department. Yeah. You, you have are a department, department of one. Department. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a department of one who's divided into many pieces. Yes. 
how do you build a market? Let's see if we can get practical, which I know is hard to do because our whole thing is it depends on your niche, but yeah. are there broad-based tips yes. that you can give? Yes. And what are they? So, yes. so for the solopreneur who is the marketing sales, et cetera, how do you build a marketing funnel? What are the things to look for? How do you measure if that is effective? How often do you change things? And I'll stop asking questions because otherwise there's too many to keep track of because I don't even remember all the things that I just asked. Yeah. And so the answer to that is you're not going to be able to understand it from in a deep level from a podcast episode. We're going to talk about it anyway, but just realize that if there's things that you feel like you're missing, it's not because you did anything wrong listening to it. It's, you know, I teach a class on advertising that has 56 hours of lecture <laughs> associated with it on, on creating an advertising campaign. Um, so the idea that, you know, the idea that you wouldn't be able to comprehend it all in the, in a 30 minute podcast is totally reasonable. And it's not anything about you. It does not mean that you cannot be successful in your business <laughs> or successful in, in advertising your business. Right. So give us the 30 so, minute podcast version of the 50 yeah. hour class of yeah. overview. So, so from a high level, what we want to do is we want to think about what is the typical journey that this person is going to take, right? And then we try to build our marketing and our sales activities around that, right? So if we think of, you know, I am looking at buying a car. What is the typical journey that I'm going to take? Well, I'm going to probably start with some triggering event that's going to cause me to want to buy a car, right? And let's say that triggering event is my car got totaled, right? So that's the triggering event for the for buying a car. Mm -hmm. Well, then we'd want to start our advertising campaign at that triggering event. So if I was a car dealership or doing marketing for a car dealership, we would look at how do we get in front of people whose cars were just totaled. And that's not the advertising is not come buy a car from our dealership. It's the beginning of it's the advertising that's oriented toward the beginning of our campaign, right? If we're thinking about a funnel, a funnel is not show an ad, ask them to buy. Then the next step, show an ad, ask them to buy. Then the next step, show an ad, ask them to buy, right? That's not a funnel. That's just a bunch of ads, right? Instead, what we want to do is we want to think this first stage of the campaign, right? Again, targeted toward people whose cars were just totaled. Mm -hmm. This first stage of the campaign, the next, uh, what is the next step in their journey? What is the next thing they're going to do? What are we going to have in our campaign around that idea? And the goal of the first stage of the campaign is to ask them to go to the next stage of the campaign, right? We're kind of moving through. Just like if you were doing a two-meeting sales process, right? If they're on your website, you're not going to have a buy now button. You're going to have a schedule a call button, right? Yeah. Then. That is going to go, well, then you're going to have the call. And at the end of that call, you're not going to ask them to sign the contract because you've decided to do a two-stage sales call. You're going to ask them to, hey, can we schedule the next sales call, right? Mm -hmm. Taking that same idea and just applying it to 
your marketing activities earlier on. Um, triggering events are probably the most important aspect of this. Now, that's not yeah. to say the other aspects aren't important. It's just that it doesn't matter how good all the other stuff is if you haven't gotten the triggering event down. Mm -hmm. right? And so one of the things that, um, you know, for example, when I was in uh, the financial uh, banking world, right, mm -hmm. and I was running marketing uh, departments for uh, financial institutions, when we wanted to do an auto um, pre-approval, mm -hmm. we wouldn't send a pre-approval letter, or I wouldn't <laughs> send a pre-approval letter out to everyone on our on our contact list, right? Mm -hmm. to all of our members, right, as a credit union. Instead, we would look at how many people buy a new car, which people buy a new car every five years, mm -hmm. and their last loan was five years ago. Because those are the people who are going to, previous historical data has shown, be looking for a new car sometime soon. We're in a, we're in a triggering event in moment triggering event, for them, yeah. right? And so that becomes the beginning of our campaign, right, to them. And so that's, that's kind of our first thing that we need to think about is what is that triggering event? Mm -hmm. The next thing we need to think about is what is the, what are they going, once they have that triggering event happened, what are they going to want to figure out for themselves? Mm -hmm. Right. This has nothing to do with your coaching. <laughs> right. So for yeah. example, your niche is what? Engaged couples. Engaged couples. When a couple gets engaged, neither of them asks, gee, I wonder what financial coaching services uh, right. are out there or how a financial coaching, that doesn't happen. No one's no. doing that during the engagement party. <laughs> Right. And so what we have to do is we have to think about what is the next thing that they're going to be looking for? And then how are we going to build something around that? And then the next step and then the next step. And what we're what we want to think of a campaign, a campaign is not a choose your own adventure. Mm. is another big mistake that I see. <laughs> a campaign is a linear process. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone comes into the campaign on the exact same ad. We might mm -hmm. have 12 ads that are all tied to a triggering event or triggering events. And they could and they be different. lead to 12 different ads. Yeah, different triggering events. Yeah, completely different content, maybe different triggering events or different characteristics within that same triggering event, mm -hmm. right? But those 12 ads might lead to a, a set of six different ads, right? Um, and... From there, they lead to a set of four, but they all push toward the next level. You're never going to loop back to an earlier level, right? And uh, another thing that's important to think about is when I say ads, it's not what you're probably picturing. Like a Facebook ad that I see when I'm scrolling through my feed? That is, that is one example of it. <laughs> right? But an ad is anything that is any way that you can communicate with an audience. So in, when I teach the class, I try to use, instead of ads, I use the term uh, campaign elements mm. because it's more, it, it helps people to broaden that definition. So as an example, um, I don't know, 
There is uh, Experian had a podcast where they just talked about finances. Okay. Right. They weren't really doing any advertising in the podcast. They just tried this thing where they wanted to build their brand and, and have a podcast. But in a really good campaign, that would still be a component in or a potential element of it, even though it's not an advertising podcast, it's a personal finance podcast that they're running. That could still be an element within an advertising campaign. Because they could have had something else, because I assume like an email could be a, could be a what did you call it, campaign element. An so email, could've, could've an email in- series. An email or an email series pointing people to this podcast and somewhere in the podcast was something to point people towards whatever the next step is, or they somehow can target people who listen to the podcast. I'm not sure how they could do that, but I bet they can because you can do pretty much anything. Oh, I get it. I get easy. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little scary. Um, It is what it is. Um, But then, so that podcast points to an ad that shows up on your social media sites. And then that ad on the social media sites gives you a free download of something. And then that free download has a link to book a call or something like that. Right. And each of those different things is an ad slash is a campaign element. I like that because ad definitely brings up you know, TV ad, social media ad, but doesn't bring up for me, or even a podcast ad, but doesn't bring up newsletters or whatever else. So I like that campaign yeah. element comment. Um, but all of those different things are campaign elements that are strategically structured to point people towards the next one. They should be. Yes. Should, yeah, should be. Good. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. yeah. And as you think about building out your campaign, you really need to think about what, what are we trying? What mindset do we want to have people have as they enter each stage? Mm-hmm. Similarly, you need to think about what mindset do you want people to have? when they book their call with you, right? Mm. That sales call, right? So a big part of a good advertising campaign, right? A a big part of a good marketing funnel is going to be that over the course of that funnel, it prepares people to have a more productive Mm. sales call with you, right? And this is something where the, another mistake that I see a lot of unsophisticated marketers make, and I see, Sometimes big companies have unsophisticated marketing campaigns, right? Is that, you know, they they do a scattershot approach where they say, well, we're going to throw out a bunch of ads and we want all of those ads to advertise our product, right? Advertise our service, advertise our coaching, and then we'll see what happens. And that is highly unlikely to work. Right. The example that spaghetti, throw the spaghetti up against the wall. Yeah. The example that I give to that is this would be the same uh, dating strategy as you go up to as many women at a bar as you possibly could. Or men or whatever your gender preferences. Or men or whatever, right? Uh, For me, it's women, right? Right. Right. and you go up to as many as many people, as many women as you possibly could or whatever, and you say, hi, my name is, would you like to get married? Right? Yeah. Right. You, there's you there's that a was reality be show for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it's that same level of, of problem, right? 
it's somewhat reasonable to say, hi, my name is, would you like to talk? Mm -hmm. Right. Slightly less reasonable to say, hi, my name is, do you want to go on a date? Right. Completely unreasonable to propose. Yeah. And that's really what you're kind of doing when Mm -hmm. you see, or when, what many unsophisticated marketers are doing with their advertising campaigns, which is I'm going to create this campaign. It's going to talk about all of the benefits. You hear that all the time, right? Sell the benefits, not the attributes, right? Right. It's going to talk about all the benefits of my coaching, mm-hmm. right? whatever my product is. And then it's going to, it's going to say, you know, go to my website to book a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a sales call. Yeah. Right. And that is, that is a really, really unreasonable expectation to have. Can it work? Yeah. Just like you could probably find someone that would say yes to you when you go up and say, hi, my name is, would you like to get married? But it might not work out very well. Probably not the best <laughs> client. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's the putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. The, hey, book a sales call with me is like, get what do you want to get married before hey what's your name right and and i think that's a big thing when you think about a funnel and one of the one of the nice things about a funnel is it you know using that terminology for a lot of people and i've seen this with students right it really helps them to change their perspective of all these bad preconceived notions they have about what a campaign is mm. and it helps them to view a campaign in the manner that it actually should be, which is it is a step-by-step process that guides people toward an eventual sale, yeah. right? But it's not this immediate thing. It's that it has stages. It narrows people down at stages. We're going to have fewer people that are going to see the second, the, the elements within the second stage than in the first stage. And that's okay. Um, it, it gives structure and momentum rather than just an ad campaign. Okay, let's just put stuff all over. It's, oh, it's a funnel. So this has to lead to this and this has to lead to this and this has to lead to that. And that's right. where we're trying to get them. It gives that direction. Yeah, exactly. So, so backing up again to solopreneur marketing department of one. Okay. Is there a super simple marketing funnel that we can give tips around of like how many steps should there be? How do you okay. how do you even decide so how I many can steps give, should there be? Yeah, I can give some structure around that. Yes. But it's not gonna give like how many campaign elements. All right. Okay. So structure would be good. Pre- I'm looking for so practical the, advice for people listening yeah. who are like, great, I'd love to theoretically have a marketing department and have all the but how do I do that? Yeah. So when people make a decision. They go through four phases. This is not a sales decision. This is how they make all decisions, whether it's who you get married to, all the way down to grabbing a candy bar off of the shelf when you're doing those impromptu buys, you know, when you're at the supermarket, right? And so they go through uh, four distinct stages. And so our campaign should be somewhat aligned to those four distinct stages, right? Uh, The first stage is they recognize that they have a need, right? So our first sets of ad elements should be talking about their need, Mm -hmm. right? From that triggering 
from that triggering triggering, event. Triggering event, that was it. The second stage is they start gathering information related to that need, not gathering information about your product, Mm -hmm. right? Your coaching, right? But gathering information related to that need. So the second stage of our campaign should be focused on that information that they're looking to gather. The third stage is they start to visualize themselves with that need being met, right? In the candy example, you think about what that candy tastes like. Tastes right? so good. <laughs> yeah. And the and so the, your third stage, your element should be around that. And then the fourth stage is they uh, verify, is this right for me? Is this the right time? So on and so forth, right? And so you your fourth stage should be around that. Now, a lot of verification um, may happen in this your sales call. Mm-hmm. So it's important to realize that where this transition is kind of a little bit ambiguous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, your sales call could be earlier in the campaign, right? You could also have campaign elements prior to the sales call that handle verification as well. And your sales call does a second round of verification, right? So there, so there's, it's not that your sales call belongs in the verification stage, period, mm-hmm. end of story, right? But you, you have to think as they go through this, where does that handoff happen to the sales call? And it may be in the middle of the verification stage. Um, there are companies that I know that do it where the sales call they want the verification stage to be completely over with because they don't want to waste any time whatsoever with a person that might not be interested. Mm-hmm. Right. Which as a solopreneur can be appealing and that it you don't get rejection, but <laughs> also true. it can be frustrating because if you're not getting, you're getting, you know, one person booking a sales call at the beginning because you're trying to figure stuff out. It's, it's, Yeah. So that's, that's the big, yeah, that's the big structure, right? The, you know, there are multiple levels to this, right? Like I said, you know, crash course has, we have an hour session on that. There's a few hours on this in FCN launch, um, grow and my class have 56 hours (laughs) of it. Right. And then we can go further into detail beyond all of that as well. Right. You can get a doctorate in advertising. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the, the, the there, podcast, there are uh, this podcast episode. It's not even marketing funnels 101. It's like marketing funnels. One. Yeah. It's, it's like, an well, we don't even get to the one, let alone yeah. 101. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is a deeper and deeper process. And it's not. If you are looking for a silver bullet, it is unlikely to happen. Right. But I like silver bullets, Josh. Yes. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is that, yeah, that that's marketing funnels. So no like trust comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. It seems like no like trust, no being K-N-O-W, right. making sure everybody knows. Um kind of, and that that being the concept of people have to get to know you. Then they have to decide if they like you or not. And then they have to decide if they trust you. And then they'll be interested in working with you. It seems like that kind of fits with the decision-making funnel to a certain extent of they have the need and then they kind of get to know what's out there, maybe in the information gathering. Well, maybe, I don't know. How how does no like trust fit in here or does it? 
Or is that yeah, so no light separate? trust, all of that fits in the verification stage. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because the right. we talked a couple the information gathering. They're not gathering information on you. Right. They're gathering information on everything. On their need. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not they're gathering information on all the financial coaches out there. Right. They're understanding their need. Right. Yeah. I my car is totaled. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. It has nothing to do with which dealership am I going to go to? Right. 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 It has to do with is my insurance going to cover it? How do I handle it if I have a loan and my insurance doesn't cover right. it? How much money do I need for a down payment? What cars are available? Do I want new or you? It's all of those things. Yeah. And so, you know, your no like trust is that's a part of the verification stage and it's important, but it, mm -hmm. it firmly fits within the verification stage. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and one of the reasons why your marketing funnel may include some verification, right? Mm -hmm. Or may not, depending on how you structure it. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, All we right. are at time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, it also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be, who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well. If you're ready to take the next step and build your successful financial coaching business, FCN has turnkey resources to help you get clients, work with clients effectively, and run your business efficiently. Head to Financial Coaches Network backslash start here or Financial Coaches Network backslash stall if you're Sean Connery. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast.